Hi there, this is Watchin, and you are now listening to the I Choose the Ladder podcast, a podcast for Black women on the corporate climb. This episode is brought to you by The Review Planner. For many of us, performance review season is about to begin. For many of us, it's also a challenge to remember all of the things that we've done during the year. So what happens is our performance reviews become a one-way conversation where our managers are telling us what they think we did during the year And without proof of our performance, it becomes incredibly hard for us to advocate for that raise, promotion, or new position that we know we deserve. So I created the review planner because I always wanted a tool like this, a systematic way to track all of our career accomplishments that are specifically tied to the feedback and growth areas that our managers are measuring our success by. The review planner helps you create a schedule for your career growth and it makes it easy to focus on the goals that you have throughout the year. With email templates, monthly checklists, built-in accountability and reminders, the planner keeps you on track to accomplish your goals and ensures you are spending your time on the things that actually move your career forward. I designed the review planner to help you focus on your career and prepare for your annual review so you can confidently speak up for yourself and earn what you deserve. To learn more about the Review Planner, head to thereviewplanner.com. Again, that's thereviewplanner.com and pre-order yours today. Hey guys, I cannot believe that it's already time for my New Year post. I feel like last year around this time, you all were getting um, my lessons from Liberia, which was a wild episode because the trip was such a life-changing year and this episode kind of kind of picks up where um, that left off. I think I announced or I shared announced ha, like what am I announcing? But I think I shared that um, my theme for 2020 was perfect alignment. And at the time, I had no idea that um, all of our lives were about to change with you know all of the social unrest that happened, all of the the chaos and the and the turmoil that the pandemic brought and. You know, in recording this episode, I really thought about what I would share because um, I don't want to sound tone deaf. I don't want to be tone deaf. I don't want to minimize all of the life-changing negative things that um, 2020 had, the impact that was negative that 2020 had on a lot of lives. And so there was a bit of guilt um, in putting together the content for this podcast episode because for me personally and professionally, 2020 was such a year of clarity. And I think that because there were so many things that were um, out of my control during the course of the year, it really did force me to focus on the things that actually mattered. And so as I um, put together what I wanted to share about my lessons from 2020, I am cognizant that I, I sit from a place of privilege, right? I have a job that I really love, doing work that I really love. I have security, my family was safe, um, and a lot of my loved ones were sick. I did have friends who lost a lot of people, and that was, um, it's like a, it's a, it's a feeling that I don't think that you can put into words, just the amount of loss um, that was 
was seen and witnessed and felt during the course of 2020. And I think what that caused me to do was to lean deeper into therapy, right? I, I was very intentional about continuing the work that I started in 2019 as it pertained to my mental health. I think it's one of the reasons that I was able to um, function at the level that I did um, in 2020. And I'm so grateful for my therapist who um, has got me to a place where I didn't know that I could be um, in a in a relatively short amount of time. But before I start getting on a, on a love fest with my with my therapist, so this episode is going to be um, some lessons that I learned, some updates that I choose the latter. Um, for those of you who have been a part of this family for a while, you know that um, it's the first thing that I've worked on that I've done year over year. So September will be our third year of something that I thought was only going to be a year. Um, will be our third anniversary, I'm sorry. And so um, there's been so much, there's such a difference between how I look at I Choose a Ladder Now versus what I did in 2018 when we first started. And then how 2020 has, how 2020 impacted and kind of accelerated um, some decisions that I've been sitting on. I've been teasing about it for, for a little while, but I'll get to the update. So I know I said we weren't going to do it anymore, but we did our second annual version of the climb, which is our annual career summit. Um, we had tons of amazing sponsors who came on to make it happen. It sold out um, for the second year in a row and we are planning to do it again. Um, we changed the timing from March to September just because it makes more sense logistically for our population that we serve. So it was amazing. Um, we released, I think, 20 podcast episodes. Um, Last year, which I think, well, 20 interviews that weren't just me, um, we also had five new brand partnerships, partners that came on um, and helped make the work that I enjoy doing possible, um, who used us as a resource to help support their black female employees. And, you know, some of them who use us as a, re a resource to just support their um, the professional development of their employees in general. Um, and I have some pretty bold goals for 2021. So we did five partners last year. The goal is 15 um, partnerships that are year-long partnerships with brands that I love. And, you know, that is already in the works. We are something like halfway there. So I'm really proud of that work. I'm proud of the team that's helping to put all this together. Um, and I just think in last year, we found our rhythm and that'll go into some of the updates that um, I'm going to share with you all. And you guys know that my episodes are usually pretty short. So this will probably be a short one as well, but it's going to be jam packed with information. So I'm nervous sharing this stuff because I haven't said it out loud to to a larger group yet. But so the first update that I have, it's a life update, and it is that I resigned from my position as the head of, um, that's the Senior Vice President of Marketing Partnerships for the WNBA team here in Chicago. I don't think that I've ever, I don't think that I said that out loud publicly yet. So if you get to this point in the podcast episode, you'll know some things that a lot of people don't know yet because it has not been announced externally. It is official. It just has not been rolled out yet. Um... And I know you're listening to this thinking like, oh, you're nuts. Like, you, I know it's a pandemic out there. You know that I um, I loved the work that I did at the Sky. Um, but one of the things that the pandemic did was force me to slow down, right? We didn't know if we would have a basketball season at the beginning of the year. And so while we were in limbo, it gave me more time to focus on I Choose the Ladder. And a lot of things happened. So depression that I was, you know, battling for a while lifted, the joy that I was getting from the work, the purpose, the impact just felt more aligned with the kind of work that I wanted to do. And it was figuring out 
well, how do I continue to do this work even when, um, when basketball season returned? And what I found out was that it was pretty much impossible for me to perform at the level that I want to perform at and to deliver the kind of work that I wanted to. It just was at the place where I could not split my time between a full-time job at the sky and also trying to um, build a company that I know is going to be wildly successful, is going to have lots of impact. I felt like I needed to dedicate my time to that. I also, y'all, have been hearing me talk about business school forever. The goal is to be done with business school in 2021. And so to be able to make the most out of that opportunity and also um, build I Choose a Ladder um, in the way that I wanted to, that I want to, that I envision, that I see, um, one of the things had to go. And so unfortunately, it, um, it ended up being my position at the sky. But here's a lesson that I learned from that is that relationships matter. So although I am not at the sky full time and I'm now a full time entrepreneur as the founder and CEO of... Um, if I choose the latter, I still retain the, the sky as a client, right? So they are, I have done phenomenal work with them. I have great relationships with the team. I have great relationships with the leadership there. And because of that, I'm still able to do some of the work that I was doing before, not on like the face of the sky and as an executive, but because of relationships and the quality of my work um, that I've, you know, done for the organization for the last four years, we were able to find a situation that worked both for them and for me. So although I'm not the SCP of um, partnerships anymore, I still am able to work with them doing work that I love, the type of work that I love. I can focus in more on that um, on a very, very part-time limited basis while running my company full-time. And I will treat them with the same love and care, respect and excellence um, that I do any of my clients. So again, relationships matter. Um, the second thing that I, I mentioned at the beginning is that I worked with brands that um, I just never imagined that I would be at this phase in the building of the company. And um, one of the things that I'm the proudest of is that like I didn't have to convince any of them that on the value proposition of I choose the latter. I think once they had had employees who had engaged with the content or they had heard me speak somewhere or they'd heard... Um, they've seen some of my work, it was more of a conversation around how can we make this work, not that this is something that's valuable um, for, their for their employees. And one of the things that I think some people know, so in my, the way that I plan out my year um, visually is through post-it notes. And for right now, they're in my bathroom because my private bathroom is like, I'm the only person who's in there, so I don't have to explain the post-it notes. And all of the things that I wrote on the, the post-it notes around the kind of work that I wanted to be doing, the kind of money I wanted to be generating, it all happened, right? It all, it wasn't, I don't know if I would call it a vision board, but it was a visual representation of what I was trying to create. And actually the last thing um, that I said that I wanted was that I wanted to do um, events internationally and domestically. And at the end of the year, um, we secured our first international engagement um, for, um, early this year. And so all those things happened. But what the lesson was in that was that although vision matters, like I had a pretty clear vision of what I wanted to accomplish and I've done the same exercise for this year. If there's no strategy behind that vision, it's going to be really hard, right? And that's not to say you have to figure out the how, but there needs to be some thought behind, okay, like, so here's what I want to try to accomplish. Here are the things that I think I can do in each of these areas to make them, um, 
to make them a reality. And then you you change and you pivot and you adjust as you go along. But for me, having the vision just was not enough. It's never been enough. It's like, okay, what are the things that I'm doing that are going to lead me towards that vision? So that when other things come along that are distractions, and I know that they're not part of the strategy to get me to where um, I want to go, it's very easy for me to say no. I know this is an area that people struggle with um, so much so that we are creating an event in February. It's called Career Vision. So mark your calendars. Um, and it's going to be a place where we, there's some inspiration. It's definitely a lot, not as heavy in terms of the work as the climb. The climb is like a full day, sometimes two days. This is a half a day retreat. We'll have a bomb guest speaker and then we'll you do some visioning. But then the most important part of the the event is going to be helping you all put some strategy behind um, how you can actually start to knock over dominoes and get the ball rolling to make those things a reality by the end of the year. So market calendars, if you are not subscribed to the newsletter, make sure you subscribe because that's where it's going to be announced first. Um, but so the lesson in that is like the vision matters, but the strategy is the difference maker. Um, the third thing is uh when i started the year i said that i wanted when i was in so i started the year on african soil for the first time and what i wanted the most from 2020 was to feel aligned right like it said 2020 alignment and for a lot of 2019 i felt misaligned i think i i talked about in podcast episodes i just seemed to be missing myself right i was doing a lot of stuff but i didn't feel connected to any of it and it just felt like i was not where or who or or where I was supposed to be, right? It was a feeling that I had, but nothing that I did could like shake me to to go somewhere else. And what happened in 2020 is like, this is the closest to alignment that I've ever felt. And so many things happened to move me closer to alignment. And some of it was really hard and some of it was really painful. I think I've not had as much self-doubt as I had in 2020 of like, can I really do this? You know, in building, I choose a ladder. It's different when it's like a hobby or a side hustle versus a company that you're actually trying to build, right? At at capacity, I wanna hire, you know, 10 to 15 people full time. There is a vision to have an events department. There's a vision to have career coaching that, you know, people can rent out. There's a space that's involved. There is um, our products that we release and there'll be uh, more products this year. You guys will hear more about that stuff. But like, I do not intend to be a solopreneur. And there were moments where I was like, am I, can I do this? Do I have the, I know I have the desire but do I have the ability to actually build a company? And you, if you all know me, you know that when it comes to career stuff, that is one place where I never have any insecurity. I'm never at a loss for what to do, how to do it. Um, but for this, because it, it stretched me so far, um, there were moments where I really doubted myself and was like, maybe I should just keep my job, right? I, I know I can be a high performer. I know that the, the benefits of it and I had to get mentally tough to be able to, um, to, to make it happen. And one of the things that, that I think I imagined was that it was going to be a little bit easier, was going to come easier. And, and the, the ending of 2020, although it was beautiful, it didn't come in the package that I expected. And I think like that's the lesson for me here was that what you ask for doesn't always come in the package that you want, but it doesn't mean that it's wrong. It just means that you will have to roll up your sleeves and really work and learn. 
with an emphasis on the learning part. I think that like the amount of YouTube videos, classes, and all those things that I had to do this year to build up my confidence um, stretched me in ways that um, I didn't think was possible because career things have always come so easy to me, right? And so the fact that this dream, this alignment came in a whole lot of hard work, just like there were times where I I just didn't know if I would I would see it through. But now being on the one step above that that uh, that place in the journey, I'm really grateful that I didn't let the package that the dream came in deter me from actually continuing to pursue the dream. Um, so the fourth thing that I learned or like uh, update is you know the decision to leave my position at the sky was if I'm being honest about a year and a half in the making, um, just because of like the status with the, the, my role and the things that are required for me able to be able to transition somebody into that position. Um, and actually two people into two positions. Um, it just, it took a while and it, because I value the relationships and the people that I work with and the company, and I believe in the vision so much, it was a pretty, like I had to do it very intentionally and I had to be very delicate with that. And so, um, Within that year and a half, something that became really clear to me, and I don't know why it didn't become clearer to me before because I'm building a community for I Choose the Ladder, but was that I would need community to lean into because a lot of what I'm trying to do is so new to me. I've always worked full-time, well, not always. I've dipped in and out of entrepreneurship, but this I Choose the Ladder is the first thing that I've done that actually I believe will turn into a viable company that employs people and, and continues to impact Black Women Incorporate for a while. And in that year, you know, I thought about, you know, do I need to still be in corporate in order to be effective and how closely do I need to be tied to it? And, and I didn't necessarily have the intimate relationships with full-time entrepreneurs um, that I thought I would need in order to be able to su successfully make that transition. And um, a good friend of mine, Kim Lewis, who is the co-founder of Curl Mix, um, and I were having a socially distanced dinner. We try to get together, you know, on a pretty frequent basis to catch up, but to also like talk about business and, and things like that. And um, one of the things that we talked about was how she went from, you know, pretty much a, a startup that was failing to now a seven, a, a seven figure business, um, a high seven figure business in about four years, right? And one of the things that she mentioned was that um, at the time that she was getting ready to pivot, she joined a community of black entrepreneurs and that was really one of the like one of the things that made a difference in her business. So it was one the pivot, but two also this community. And then she mentioned how much the community costs. And for me, and this will go to the 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 lesson that I learned in this. It, like at the time, it was like, man, you're about to quit your job. Are you really about to spend this kind of money on a community? And the answer was yes, right? But at the time that we talked about it, enrollment for the the group had closed and she recommended, you know, just reach out and see. Sometimes there's a grace period because you are being referred by a member. Um, maybe they will like let you in. And I did. I reached out, pretty much told them who referred me. And five days later, I was in. And the financial commitment for right now is just a year. I'm pretty sure it will be a commitment that I continue because it's been so valuable. Um, in So I joined in October. And like the way that I think about my business, the network that I've I've gotten, the advice that I've gotten, the trainings that I've gotten, they've just been so phenomenal. And I would say that the best part of the group for me is the people, right? 
And the lesson that I think that I learned in that is that the quality of your relationships matter, right? So to have a high um, quality friend like Kim, who's doing things and going in the direction that I want to as well, to be able to make a recommendation that then changes how I decide to pursue business, big deal. And then your community really does change your experience on the journey for better or for worse. There were times, I think I mentioned this earlier, where I was doubting myself and I was feeling very insecure, if I'm being honest, about my abilities to be able to do what I wanted to. And the community within the smaller, within the mastermind group that I'm a part of really helped make it seem feasible and doable. And and they encouraged me along the way. Um, we have a Delta um, accountability group within the, the mastermind group. And those women have literally looked at landing pages, gave me advice. We have book recommendations. We meet every week, right? And they have made something that would be very, that could potentially be very lonely, be a really enjoyable learning experience. And so if you are thinking about making a change, especially in corporate too, we talk about how when you're a black woman and a high performer, like it can be very lonely for you. And so what I hope is that I choose a ladder becomes that community that you can lean into when you have self, when you have self doubt, when you are feeling like a fish out of water, when you are feeling like nobody else understands. And that's one of my commitments to that choose a ladder audience this year is that I'm going to be more intentional about growing our community. We've already added an accountability group and we've also added our C-suite program, right? But also in like Facebook and all those things, I'm gonna encourage you all to lean in. I will give as much as I can, but really the interaction comes from you all leaning into each other and helping. And I hate that phrase leaning, but it, it comes with from you all engaging with each other and offering each other support and people understand that it's a safe space where they can come when you know things seem a little bleak or they just need uh, need some some advice. But the quality of your relationships matter and the community really does change your experience on the journey for better or for worse. And then I would say the last thing is um, I spent a lot of money this year in preparation for what I believe to be the next level for me professionally, right? A lot of money, money that I would have never thought that I would spend. Because <laughs> in addition to paying for B school out of pocket, there was still, you know, the mastermind group that I just talked about, tons of books, coaching, classes, and on top of the paid stuff, right? Like the the time commitment. So um, tons of informationals, tons of Zoom meetings, conference calls that I knew would not immediately, that I would not immediately see a return on, but I felt like I was worth that investment, right? And I think because I spent most of the year preparing for for this next chapter, as the opportunities started to come earlier than I anticipated, and I really do believe that they started to come because I was so intentional about being prepared, I was ready for them, right? I was ready to perform. Um, if you know about any of the clients that we work with this year, like they are global brands, right? And so the expectation around what they're getting, right? Because I'm not, I'm charging the prices that are, um, that are, that represent the quality of work that we do. So I'm not charging a couple hundred dollars, right? And so when you're spending at that level as a brand, there are certain things that you're going to expect. And there's a certain level of professionalism and expertise and, and just like quality. And because I've done the work in corporate and also in preparation for this, um, I was able to perform and will continue to develop myself so that I can every year elevate as a professional in this space. Because again, 
I am building a company that is going to last for years and years to come. I am looking at this thing as, you know, I choose a ladder or something that I'm going to, that my kids will, um, my future kids, let's not start rumors. I'm not pregnant. Don't start, don't start that in 2021, but my future kids will be able to see their mom grow something, um, that was just an idea you know, a few years ago, right? That is where I'm going towards. I'm going towards generational wealth. I'm going towards an eight-figure company, right, in terms of revenue and profitability. So the the visions that I have for this are going to require me to invest. And so what I learned in that at the end of this year, freaking out at the beginning from spending all that money in quotes because at the time, because of how much I was making, it was a lot of money. But looking back, I think the lesson is you never lose when you invest in yourself. And so if you're thinking about classes, there are things with I Choose a Letter that are going to cost you money, right? The quality and the experience and the impact backs up what we charge. But I think that if you are thinking about going through that next level, and it's not just do I choose a ladder, you have to first be willing to invest in yourself and then others will invest in you as well. And so what can you guys expect from us in 2021? Lots of good stuff. So we'll still have the climb in September. We'll have career vision, as I mentioned, in February. Um, there, we have all of our classes scheduled for um, 2021. So the first one is career vision. I'm sorry. The first one is what's your career story? It's being taught by Lolly um, Bowen. She is a Pulitzer Prize um, nominated journalist. Um, just phenomenal at storytelling. That will be in January. Um, tickets for that will be released, I think, next week. Um, there's a class every month. I'm not teaching any of them, but I have lined up some phenomenal black subject matter experts who are going to blow y'all's mind for that. Um, we have our accountability group that we will open up once a quarter. Um, we also have our loyalty program, which is a invite only, um, program. We invite people once a month, but you are only invited once a year. Um, and then we have like a bunch of fun new products. Oh, we're going to have a product that's launching in Q2 that I think you guys are going to love. Um, and then, oh, if you have not gotten your review planner, you should probably do that um, to stay focused on your career goals for this year. I don't know if I, I can't say it enough. Let's not have another year where you show up at your review and you get your feelings hurt because you did not spend all year preparing, performing, and proving. And with that, I wish you guys the best, best year. Um, I feel like I've talked long enough. Um, but yeah, so now your girl is a full-time entrepreneur. Um, send some love and some prayers my way. If you have not already, join us on Instagram and I choose the ladder. On Facebook at I choose the ladder, you can subscribe to the newsletter by texting CLIMB, C-L-I-M-B to 66866. And until next time, thank you for listening.